Hi, we're Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not into you. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at BuffaloRumlings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumlings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumlings podcast network. The Buffalo Bills are a week removed now from their AFC Championship game loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. And as I suspected a week ago, the further away from that loss we get, the better we feel about the season. Certainly not how we wanted it to end. Uh, we wanted them to go all the way, but um, you still at least can recognize that it was you know, a good season, quality season. And now that we know that none of the Bills coaches or front office folks are going to be leaving us this offseason, at least likely leaving us this offseason, I think uh, most Bills fans are pretty confident that we're going to be able to keep it rolling in uh, 2021. So to that end, most of your questions this week are about the 2021 offseason. As always, you can call in your questions at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at Rumlings Q&A. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. Email Buffalo Rumlings at SBNation.com. Facebook and Instagram messages to the official Buffalo Rumlings account will also make their way to me. And there are just so many ways for you to get your questions in for our show. And frankly, the show is pretty boring without you folks. So, without any further delay, let's get to that. This week's question of the week comes from Ryder Benson uh, into the Buffalo Rumblings email inbox. I know it's going to sting Buffalo for a while, but we're excited going to next season stronger. What needs do we need to work on during the offseason, and what should we be looking for in this upcoming draft and free agency? Well, Ryder, that's a pretty big question. I think overall themes is how I'll tackle this. I won't get into specifics at this moment in time right now. I'll do that on some later questions when uh, folks ask a little bit more pointed questions. But overall, what do the Bills need to work on? The Bills need to work on the salary cap, first of all. Uh, They've got that limitation. Luckily for them, they don't have to cut players to get under the cap, like, say, the New Orleans Saints or Los Angeles Rams or lots of those other teams that are kind of you know, in the in the playoffs and in the mix are going to have to do. The Bills don't have to do that right now with Josh Allen on his rookie deal. Um, I think mapping out the plan for the future with Josh Allen is also one of the really important things and something Brandon Bean's been doing since he drafted Josh Allen was setting up contracts to fall off, uh, free agent contracts to fall off at the same time they were going to have to pay Josh Allen so that they can, I guess, layer those um, in an effective manner. So managing that long term, I think, is going to be a priority, especially with the shrinking of the NFL's salary cap this year due to COVID-19. The immediate concerns for me um, are around Matt Milano and the linebacker position. What's their plan there? And the offensive line. They have a ton of free agents there as well. Daryl Williams is a free agent. Their right tackle, Ike Bucker, is a restricted free agent. Uh, John Feliciano is an unrestricted free agent. So they have big question marks on that offensive line, especially with how poorly they played in the AFC Championship game. 
So big questions there. They don't have a second cornerback opposite Tredavious White, uh, with Josh Norman being a free agent and Levi Wallace being a restricted free agent. So, you know, I think the restricted free agent um, tender for Levi Wallace and Ike Bucker would be $3 million. Both of them were undrafted free agents. So if you want to have anything with them um, to guarantee that they'll be back, it's $3 million. Um, I think it's more likely they sign those guys to a contract extension. Maybe it's a one-year contract extension. Maybe it's a a multi-year contract extension. Or there's a strong likelihood both of those guys could be gone. So when you look at those big holes that they have to plug, I think that's kind of your first priority. Brandon Bean really loves to plug those holes before the draft so that when the draft comes around, he can draft for best player available um, and to kind of restock the cupboards as opposed to fill a need. So I think that's kind of where we're looking at right now as the most important positions. They also need to do something about the pass rush. Um, It was not very good last year, even though it was the most expensive in the entire league. They plopped a bunch of free agents in there, Uh, had Trent Murphy on a big deal, um, though it's expired. So, I mean, there's a lot of needs that this team has to take care of, even though they were in the AFC Championship game in 2020 season. Thanks for your question over on our email account, buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. Over on Facebook, Sharon says, will Cole Beasley be able to play next year due to his broken fibula? Cole Beasley broke his leg late in the Buffalo Bills season, played through it for the playoff game, and according to Banged Up Bills, our resident Buffalo Bills injury expert, uh, Beasley should be healed and ready to go uh, for the Bills offseason program and likely won't need surgery uh, to even uh, speed up that process. So Cole Beasley is going to be fine going into 2021. I fully anticipate him being back with the Bills uh, this coming season. We can't say that for all of the Bills wide receivers, but I think it's pretty accurate to say for Cole Beasley. So yes, uh, he will be good to go. And um, just wanted to take this opportunity to give him some head props, uh, way to play through that um, injury. Um, it was reported as a knee injury. Uh, and of course, it was a, it turned out to be a broken leg. And some people were crying foul about that. But um, I guess it has to do with where it was broken. It was broken near the knee joint. And so it was causing knee pain, even though it was a leg break. So I just wanted to clear that up too, because some folks were asking why it was reported as a knee injury when it turns out it was his fibula being broken. And that's why it was because it was near that joint. And that's where the pain was radiating from. So uh, Cole Beasley, good to go by the Bills offseason program. Let's get to our next question. Hi, my name is Dustin Hall. I'm calling from Punta Gorda, Florida. We're upstate New York natives, but have transplanted down here. My question has to do with the defense. Uh, there were stretches this season where it seemed like the Bills' defense was not being very disruptive. Teams were kind of moving the ball at will, and uh, they were just hoping to stop them before they got in the end zone. And so I'm just wondering, should they focus on upgrading the defensive line or the linebacking core uh, to find a more disruptive player to help um, teams have to scheme against that? So. Uh, so it should be linebacker or defensive line. Thanks. Thanks for the voicemail, Dustin. I think they should be looking for defensive linemen. Uh, Sean McDermott has said over and over again that he likes to get pressure from the front four to be disruptive so that they can drop 
seven into coverage and they tried to do that against the Kansas City Chiefs for a large portion of the game as well and it didn't happen they need a guy that can get after the quarterback and bring down the quarterback unfortunately drafting at number 30 is probably not going to do that and they're probably not going to be able to sign a top money free agent in order to be able to do that either so I don't know where that's going to come from in 2021 now that doesn't mean they can't move on from some of the free agents that they signed last offseason on that super expensive defensive line um for sure Trent Murphy is going to be gone uh but you look around at like uh, Quentin Jefferson and Vernon Butler and you know, just the investment that they've put into that defensive line at Oliver as a first-round pick, A.J. Epinesa as their second-round pick. They've put a lot of time and resources into that defensive line for not a whole lot of return. And Jerry Hughes and uh, played really well this year but didn't have great sack numbers. Mario Addison um, was a little bit hot and cold during the 2020 season, not and what is he, 32, 33? So sur- surely not a guy you want to count on moving forward. They really do need to address that position. So um, I would love to see them take a defensive end, a pass rusher in particular. I, you know, they took A.J. Epinesa last year, and I don't necessarily call him a pass rusher. He's more of that, you know, do-everything defensive end, mainly because they were picking in the second round, and they're kind of there right now picking at uh, pick number 30 in the first round. So expecting a guy to come in right off the bat and be you know a great pass rusher from the beginning at pick number 30 is probably unrealistic so even if they bring in say one of those middle tier free agents as a pass rusher and draft a guy at number 30 to kind of take over for that free agent in a year or two um they 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 took a lot of bites at the apple over the last three years on that defensive line and it's still not working so where do i think that they need to address at a disruptive guy it it's on the defensive line i just don't know how they're going to be able to do that this offseason so it's a great question um but it actually leads to even more questions Thank you for that voicemail over at 716-508-0405. You can call 24 hours a day and leave your own questions for our show moving forward. We are going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Over to Instagram we go, where Ben Perez asks us, Are you at all worried that McBean aren't going to have much success after all the Panthers players they had previously are no more? They do a great deal of signings with former players, but when the pool runs out and they have to go based off skills, are we worried? I don't know enough of their past to say. Thank you guys for everything every week. I'm always listening, enjoying while I run. Take care. 
Well, that's a really good question. The Bills have relied heavily on their past dealings with Panthers players, um, you know, whether it's Mario Addison or Star Latulale, even Dean Marlowe, and um, a lot of folks on the defense. They Darrell Williams on the offensive line. There's a really long list of Buffalo Bills players that were former Panthers. But at the same time, they've also gone through and identified you know, a long list of players from other teams that they've added. Whether you're talking about Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer right off the bat, uh, Mitch Morris, John Brown, Cole Beasley, Stephon Diggs. I think that there's a long enough track record to show that they are able to find talent in other places beyond just going to that Carolina Panther well. And, I mean, A.J. Klein this offseason was a good example of that. Um, they went with somebody that they knew because of the, the coronavirus pandemic, and they knew they weren't going to be able to get mini camps and training camp or a full training camp in. And so they traded for Stephon Diggs to get an established NFL player instead of trying to bring along a rookie. They went and got A.J. Klein because he was a guy that was going to come in and know the system. But at the same time, that's not the only thing that they do. It's not like they only go and get former Panthers players um, to make their team better. And I'd argue that most of the players that they've brought in from the Panthers have underwhelmed, whereas the players they've identified from other places have, have done better. So... If they were only signing ex-Panthers, I'd be concerned about it. But it's kind of become this huge narrative that the Bills only bring in ex-Panthers or anytime a former Panthers player is available, the, you know, the Bills are going to go after that guy. And you know, it just it doesn't like necessarily bear out in where they're finding their most productive players. They're finding their most productive free agents and guys that they trade for in Stefan Diggs' case um, from other avenues from other places so i'm not worried about that right now um and i don't think you should be either uh ben so thanks for your question over on instagram back to twitter where ian carmody asks us which is the bigger priority signing josh allen to a long-term contract or re-signing matt milano and john feliciano well um, I don't think they need to sign Josh Allen to a long-term contract this offseason. They have him under contract for 2021 and are most assuredly going to pick up his fifth-year option for the 2022 season. So, it, I mean, they have two more years of Josh Allen one way or the other. Um, and then, of course, the franchise tag after that if they need it. So I don't think it's a huge priority for them uh, to get a long-term deal done with Josh Allen. That's not to say they shouldn't do that or that they don't want to do that. I think they do want to do that, but it's not like something that needs to happen in the next two months. Whereas if you look at Matt Milano and John Feliciano, if those guys are, are people you want to build around, you know, they're free agents. They're going to be hitting the open market in two months. And so that would be you know, obviously the priority right now. Um, I think they're going to start those contract talks with Josh Allen this offseason, but they're not going to do it in the next month and a half. So or they're not going to sign that contract in the next month and a half. At least I don't anticipate that. So I think the bigger priority is John Feliciano and Matt Milano, or at least what is your plan at those two positions? It might not be Feliciano and Milano specifically, but what is your plan at linebacker? What is your plan at right guard or center? What is your plan with those open roster spots? Um, and, and so uh, that would be the bigger priority for me right now is to figure out what you want to do there because you know quarterback is settled going into 2021. You know, you have to figure out what's going on at those other positions. So um, I'll go with the guard and linebacker as being the quote-unquote bigger priority 
just because you have Allen locked up for the next two seasons. Thanks for your question, Ian, over on Twitter. Jeremy Turk asks us a question that kind of is similar to that, but um, or at least aligned with that. And how do the Bills get a better run game? Is it offensive line issues or running back issues? I think it has more to do with the offensive line, and you saw that in the AFC Championship game. Brandon Bean kind of alluded to that in his year-end press conference as well. Um, I don't think it was the fault of Devin Singletary and Zach Moss and TJ Yeldon that the Buffalo Bills run game wasn't very good in the playoffs or really all season. I don't even know if it was Brian Dable's fault. I think the majority of it stemmed from the execution on the offensive line. And when there's no holes for Singletary to run through or Zach Moss to run through and they have to create, um, it, it just makes you know sledding more difficult, which is why the Bills uh, use the quarterback run so much because it gives them an extra blocker. When, when Josh Allen hands off, it becomes 10 on 11. When Josh Allen keeps the ball, it, be, it stays 11 on 11 because that running back can become a blocker or maybe it's from the you know, spread offense and there's no running back in the backfield at all. And so that would typically mean a linebacker or a, a safety or cornerback is not in the box as well. So that's why they use the, the quarterback runs so much is because it made it 11 on 11. And I think that has to do more with the blocking than it does with Josh Allen being a better running back than Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. So I think, I think that really is what it boils down to is the offensive line, and they really need to figure this out. They've invested in that offensive line a lot. They brought in the most expensive center in NFL history in Mitch Morse. They drafted Cody Ford in the second round. They signed Deion Dawkins to a really lucrative extension. And then they signed a bunch of free agents to, to try and tackle the rest of them, whether it's Feliciano at Ricard, um, Daryl Williams, like Butker, I guess was – I mean, a cheap free agent, but Brian Winters and um, why can't I think of the other guy's name? Spencer Long, uh, Quentin Spain. Like they've thrown so many things at that offensive line to try and make it work and none of it has stuck. None of it has worked out for them. And so they've invested a lot in that. I mean, they've also invested a lot in running back. You know, two third round picks is not nothing, uh, especially at the running back position where you can find success in later rounds. So I think they've done a lot to try and address it, but none of it has actually worked. I would like to see them focus on that offensive line at some point this offseason, whether that's in free agency again or in the draft. I mean, we've seen Brandon Bean is certainly not afraid to stack players at that those positions. You know, and have two or three starting level players at every one of those positions. Um, but Ty Insecki's a free agent. Um, a lot of those guys I already mentioned are free agents, that, um, including Darrell Williams, their starting right tackle, their starting right guard from last year, John Feliciano, their starting guard, Ike Butker. So they've got three open spots right now that they have to account for. Um, maybe two if you count Cody Ford in one of those. But, I mean, Bean has over and over again just stacked players at those positions. And so that's where I want to see them continue to try and improve is on that offensive line. It just was so glaring in the AFC Championship game against Chris Jones and that uh, Chiefs defensive front that they weren't good enough and they weren't ready for what the Chiefs were able to bring. Um, and I don't blame T.J. Eldon or Devin Singletary for that uh, or Zach Moss before he was injured. Um, you know, obviously, he didn't play in the AFC Championship game, but you know, in his games so far this year. Thanks for your question over on Twitter. 
Uh, Jeremy, our handle is at rumblings Q and A. Before we leave, I wanted to point your attention at some of the article series that are going on at buffalorumblings.com right now. We've got the State of the Buffalo Bills roster series ongoing. We started with linebacker and moved to the interior offensive line on Monday. Obviously, the questions that were in our feed today reflect probably why we went in that order because they're probably two of the the biggest question marks on this team going into the 2021 offseason. So linebacker and uh, interior offensive line. We've got a full day of articles um, on A.J. Klein, Matt Milano, and the Buffalo Bills linebacker position where they can kind of go this offseason. That's uh, what is happening on Tuesday of this week on uh, February 2nd. And uh, we'll have other full days on different position groups, whether you're talking about re-signing guys or who they can find in the draft or who's available on the free agent market. And that's kind of how we structure this early part of our off-season coverage. We take one position group and look at it from all angles in one day and then let fans kind of marinate over all the different options before voting on what they want to do um, in that afternoon. So it's a really nice way of kind of you know doing a deep dive but also uh, kind of doing a general overview of each of those positions uh, before we do that deep dive. So uh, make sure you keep it locked on to Buffalo Rumblings all off-season. Um, we don't take days off. We have you know new content every single day we'll have new podcasts out you know all weeks um all week and all weeks of the off season so make sure you uh subscribe to our podcast network go over to buffalorolings.com and check out all of those articles as we drop them there um we've been looking at you know potential contract extensions for this off season um with a lot of good discussion uh on a guy named tremaine edmonds uh the buffalo bills linebacker who is entering the final year of his rookie deal just so many question marks going on around the Buffalo Bills roster uh, that we're tackling over at buffalorumblings.com. With that in mind, please send in your questions for future episodes at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at rumblings Q and A. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. Email is buffalorumblings at spnation.com. Uh, Facebook and Instagram messages will get to me, obviously, because we answered both of them today. Um, and there's just a lot of ways to get in touch with the show to ask your questions um, during this you know, pretty tumultuous time in the Buffalo Bills offseason. Thanks for all the questions this week, and go Bills! Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com.